It's the Travis and Taylor show. Both Emily and Slay have bailed. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, these breaks just keep getting shorter and shorter. I don't know. <laughs> they're just out there doing what they're doing. I'm, I'm looking to the kitchen, Taylor. I don't know if you can see them where you're sitting. Can you see what's on the counter in there, the the green boxes? I cannot. Okay. Here, there are- Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. I'm not going to say it out loud. I don't want anybody to find those. <laughs> <laughs> there, I am going to say it out loud. So if you want them, you need to go run and get them right now. It's Girl Scout cookie season. Thin mints. Those are thin mints that Greg just took out of the freezer. Those are sleeves of frozen thin mints that are just sitting there waiting to be consumed. What and, is he thinking? He's just giving them up? Well, he said, he goes, I already had an entire sleeve, which is the correct way to eat thin mints. You don't eat a cookie or two or three or four. You eat the entire little foil sleeve. Did you see him out there, Al? Saw him out there. Did yeah, you, we got some Did water you open and... the box? No. No? You offered cookies this yeah, morning, I and I abstained. I'm like, by the no, way, it's very nice of you, but no, thank you. It's a good move on your part. I don't know, good move, but it was uh, you showed some self self control. Yeah, yes. Uh, I'm gonna exercise. I did not know it's Girl Scout gear. Easy for me to say, Girl Scout cookie season. Yep. Obviously, it is unless those are a year old yeah. and been hanging around. Uh, I'm they're going gone. to. Yeah, they're gone. By the way, they I just took them all. I will eat an entire sleeve during this show. No problem. He, no. Problem. That's a lot. How many are in a sleeve? Ten. Ten would be my guess. You and you. They're I, small. They're only like the like a little sand okay, dollar. Okay. Uh, honest. Honest. Do you feel sick after? Of course you feel yeah, sick. Yeah. Could Could you imagine eating ten cookies? No, and not I, I have not sick? had ten cookies. I are have you, not is had this ten a challenge? There you life. go. They're not wrapped in the. They used to be in like Ooh, a little cold. silver yeah, foil. Smaller. Their cookies are. Let's see. Okay. One, two, three, four. By the way, you don't give us a sleeve. Share with the office. What, what, are we going to have a whole sleeve here? By the way, this is, I, I cannot, do you know how many are in here, sleeve? I just counted them out. 12? 16. Oh, yeah. They're gone. Gone. Did you really take down yeah. a whole sleeve, Bird? Of course. It's the only way to eat them. You, you ate a whole sleeve today? It's a yeah. serving size, right? About 20 minutes. That's right. a lot. <laughs> Where I mean, are they? They're all right there. Yeah, what, what you need, right to, like there. when you, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, you can see me holding up the, uh, the sleeve of thin mints right here. Like if you just said you're going to sit on the couch, Lakers and Knicks tonight, right? And you just got this thing next to you. You pop one in every couple of minutes. It's not a big deal. But looking at you the whole sleeve, just like, hey, Trav, bitch, you can't eat a sleeve. I don't think I could, honestly. I you could do. Sure. You could do four a quarter. Just do four a quarter. Oh, you're there. hundred percent. I could do four a quarter. But just sitting here like, hey, Trav, bitch, you can't finish these before the end of the show. That seems no, like. That's, uh, a, that's a little extreme. That's, that's way too many. Way too many. Uh, Knicks tonight. LeBron tonight, AD tonight for sure. Yeah, I think he will. Yeah, I think he will. It has I, to. Yeah, right? I, I, I mean, think, I think that was kind of strategic. He's going to sit one of these games. So. It has to be so many different things going through that dude's head. There has to be so many different things going through the Laker brass head, through the Laker coaching staff head, because, like you said, we're just spinning the clock. And how many games did you say? Thirty. Um, I want to say thirty-one. Thirty-one. Something okay. like that. Yeah, that's not much. That's nothing. That, that's nothing. That's that's going to go by like that. And every time they don't play, they're very likely to lose. Mm-hmm. They're in 13th place. They're not moving in the 28 right losses for them, the closest in front of them, 26. So there's a little separation between. And I, 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 I get the argument. You've made it. I've made it. That, hey, look, the, the, there are only four games out of the fourth spot. I mm-hmm. get it, but we've been saying that for two months, and they've never even come near the fourth spot. That they, they continue to actually get a little bit further behind. At some point, you get into you have to win these games, and I think we're there. That We are in the – there is no more – pacing yourself there is no more wait for the calvary to come in there is no more we're going to make a big trade you just got to go win basketball games now it's that easy you or said that it, simple you said it best when you know you were referencing um 
it, it it's not like the Lakers. Hey, remember two weeks ago when they were number seven? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. They have not been in number seven. Right. Now, you remember a week ago where, man, if they didn't lose those two in a row, they went from eight to 11th. Mm-hmm. They've basically been 12th or 13th the entire time, right? They've never actually gone over that line to get into that playing tournament. They've been close enough within striking distance, but um, you're going to need six of seven wins. You're going to need a five-game win. You're going to need stretches like that the rest of the way. Yeah, it would be so much more palatable if, hey, we were in seventh two days ago, and Mm -hmm. now we're in 13th. Tomorrow you're in ninth, and it's not. You're in 13th mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again. Let's try a phone call here. Let's go to Ontario and Stephen. Stephen, you're on with Travis Slee. What's up? Hey, guys. Just a couple of quick points for you. Um, I saw towards the end of the game, uh, some of these Laker bench players were laughing. It, it feels like there's no pride in that team, to be honest with you. Like LeBron's got one mission. And granted, LeBron's been playing amazing. Absolutely. But uh, – Westbrook towards Stephen, I want you to finish your thought, but when you say LeBron has one mission, what one mission are you referring to? To get the scoring record. Okay. Now, would it be does he want to go to the playoffs? Yeah. But it just doesn't feel their body language is is just like they don't care. And maybe that's just today's uh player, but it's just it that's how it feels. I mean A D is what, twenty six? Why are we babying this guy? Get him out there and let's see what he has. What are we waiting for? There's 30 games left. So, Stephen, I'm I'm going to push back a little bit on the – I think if there's one thing, I think it's fair if I describe this Lakers team this year. um, Whether they're perfect, they're not. Whether they execute, they're not. The team fights every game. So I I don't agree with they don't care or they're just uh, hanging out. Now, if you – if you watch a game and there's some dudes at the sidelines smiling, you're down 15. I know people don't like that. I know that that's just like a natural tendency in sports. And I'm with I, I'm I'm the same way. It's like if you're angry, I'm like, no, no, he's got to be angry too. I'm angry. I, I, I'm with you on that, Al. And it's one thing if they're over there carrying on and having the time of their life, but sure. sometimes the commercial or the the camera just lands on you right 100%. when your buddy says something funny. Sure, and you laugh, and you haven't been laughing all night, but the camera's on you right when you go. <laughs> But, and but, it seems like you don't give a damn. But I don't agree with the they don't care. I don't. If there's one thing, I could fault the Lakers for a lot of things this year. The one thing I will not fault them for is I do think they come into these games with fight. Yesterday is an awful and a good example. Down 19 again. Yep. Find a way to come all the way back, and they're up seven in the game. And then they end up losing by 14. Get, <laughs> get out scoring the fourth quarter by 14 or whatever. Yeah, look, there. it's confusing. This gets you know uh, put together often bad doesn't mean you don't care bad means you're bad and the lakers so far this season have been bad that doesn't mean you don't care it means you don't have a good team it means that you lose a lot they're competing i'm with you i have very rarely watched them just kind of go through the motions and i think it's a great testament to darvin ham i think that there are things that you can be critical of of him in his first year namely his end of game sequences i think are all over the map i don't think that they're good but I don't think you can criticize this team for effort. You and I were saying it last year, Al, when they went on this road trip, I said to you, I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Frank Vogel doesn't come back. And it was because the team seemed to just be kind of like, eh, we're just, you know, whatever. Yeah. They, not, not for a they single They were getting night. blown out by yeah. 30, and there were times That's, where it looks like they were giving this, up. I think and this was going into last night's game, so it may have changed mm-hmm. slightly. The Lakers are outscored on average by a point, 1.1 points per game. 
they're in these games. Mm-hmm. They're not. You can't not care and be within a basket or two on sure. a regular basis. Sure, I, I agree just, with that. They're just not. Bad does not equal don't care. They're just right now. They're not good, but I do think that they're competing. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and you're kind of reaching a point of the season where it has less to do with well, wait till AD comes back, or it has less to do with um, well, you know, that schedule is going to soften up. Nobody cares anymore. Even the even the Celtics game, which you know we spent a lot of time on yesterday, everybody complained over the weekend of it. Really, truthfully, at the end of the day, all that stuff is behind them. You're either making a move now or you're not going to. We'll see what happens. Let's try another one. Let's go to Marvin in Long Beach. Marvin, you're on Trav and Slee. What's up? Hey, hey, Trav. Uh, it's just we're four games out of fourth place, you say, because they stole four games from us. Boston, Kings, uh, uh, Sixers. Come on now. Four games out. These, these Mar- refs, they're, they're crazy. Is that Marvin? Yeah. Marvin, uh, let's go on the same games here. So did the Pacers, did the refs screw the Lakers when they gave up a 17-point lead to the Pacers, or did the refs uh, have anything to do with Anthony Davis missing two free throws against the Celtics or missing a free throw against the Philadelphia 76ers? Um, Did the refs have anything to do with Darvin Ham not following Luka? I mean, if we're going to literally sit here and say that the Lakers are out of the playoffs because of the referees, we've already lost. Yeah. Yeah, We've no, already lost. I mean, I, I, the refereeing this season has been all over the map. The Lakers have been on the wrong side of it. And very obviously Saturday night was the best or worst, however you want to phrase it, example of them getting the short end of the stick. The Lakers are not 23 and 28 because the referees are screwing them. AD's missed 50% of the season. They've They've been in positions they could have won games that they didn't. And have the referees... Been yes. in a, have the referees in certain key situations sure. have screwed up? They have, but that's one chapter of an entire book. Yeah, it, it, it. Look, this is such an oversimplification, but it's also more or less true. Good teams find a way to win games, and bad teams don't. That that that's how it goes. When you, you those teams, well, the Celtics always get the break, or the, back in the day, the Lakers always seem to get the break because they were really good. Yeah, because Shaq and Kobe and Robert Ory and Derek Fisher and all the guys that they had, they were really good. Magic and James Worthy, Michael Cooper, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, they're really good. Larry Bird and Dennis Johnson and Kevin McGee, they're really, really good. Michael, they're good. <laughs> okay, it's not just that, the, oh, the refs give them everything. No, they're really, really good. Mm-hmm. And do they get one every once in a while? Sure. Bad teams find a way to lose close games. Good teams don't. It, it's really very, very simple. And football might be the most yeah. obvious example of this, that if you get down in a close game and you got a team that usually wins and a team that usually doesn't, I know how this game – if the Chiefs are playing the Bears, even if it's a tie game with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, I know who's going to win that game. Because the Chiefs win that game and the Bears don't. We use that example with the Chargers. Use that yes. example. There's certain teams that just kind of creatively find ways to lose. I, I understand. You know what? More I think about it, I'm with Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> I understand the desire to want to say, oh, the reason we're not where we want to be is because of an outside force. I understand the impulse. Everybody likes to blame somebody for something. The fact of the matter is sometimes you're just not very good. It was good. kind of funny yesterday, pregame. Darvin Ham was asked about the Celtics game. This is pregame of the Nets, of okay. the Nets game, and his response was like, "Guys, are we not done with that?" Like, I love how he had so far turned the page on that game. He's like, I, "That was two days ago. I don't want to go back to that game. That is over." And I, I just bring that up because yes, if you get if you keep thinking about what has kind of happened in the past, you never could help correct what's where your present is or where your future is. Kurt 
and DeMarco are probably so sick of me saying this, and Emily has probably heard me say this 10 million times to do. I think that other than just bigger, stronger, faster, put that aside, the thing that athletes, coaches, I'll put them in the same boat, are better at than Alan Sliwa, Travis Rogers, everybody else, they turn the they, they don't look back, they don't look forward. What do you got today? What do we need to do today? I'm going to compartmentalize. I, Celtics thing is over, brother. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't matter. Whatever's coming up when they got to go to Indiana here in a few days. I, I got to deal with the Nets tonight. I got to deal with the Knicks tomorrow. I can't be worried about the things that have already happened or the things that might happen. They're better at that than the regular period. Because that's all I do is think about what's coming up next. I can't stop thinking about what's coming I up next. I walked into a trap yesterday. And I, I always do it in the pregame show, right? Where I recap the last game. Uh-huh. Okay, this is what happened in the last game. So by the time Michael and I are talking, I'm like, all right, Michael, help me out here. What happened? He's like, are you still talking about that? I'm like, oh, my bad. My bad. He's Michael. an athlete. Yep, my bad, Michael. That's what they do. They turn the page and they move on. One more quick one here. Let's go to Corona and Andy. Andy, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Great. Good, man. So um, I'm going to give you a name for the boat. At the end of the conversation, I just want to say if LeBron and AD do not start playing and i understand the toll is it's going to take a toll on their bodies but if they don't start playing every game or three out of four games they're not going to get to the playoffs not going to happen um and the name for the boat one word in memory of the greatest mamba i'm out there you go Fantastic Thank you, right there. Yeah, yeah there, we've got some very good boat names yeah, on Twitter. A lot of, a lot of Sedale Treats. Sedales are coming in. Seadale. Yeah, that's good. Seadale Treat. Yeah. Sailor Swift. <laughs> Sailor Swift. Uh, is, is that yours or is that a Twitter? That was Somebody someone else, on tweet, yeah. a twi- tweeted at me about that. Sailor Swift is tremendous. Yep. By the way, if she Eric doesn't Steven. have a Sailor Swift boat in her, um, yeah, you know, Taylor what, probably named her Armada? boats after her cats or something like that. Sailor Swift, like I, I kind of want that. Very Sounds good, pretty good along the way. Uh, Clayton Kershaw said something that I like that I don't have an answer to, and I'm pretty sure he doesn't either. It's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, seven ten ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So if if Greg would have come in here with Samoas or any other kind of cookie, that would have gotten me in the trap. But Samoas are my I'm favorite. not I'm Those not a great. Thin yeah. Mint gal. I don't get into the Thin Mints. More for me. I, I, they, I they like don't do it. Too. They don't great. do it for me either. Yeah. Um, well, my family used to freeze them though, and then yeah, give those, them out as Christmas were, gifts. Those were frozen. They are. Yep. Yeah. Greg had them in the freezer. There. No, I thought that he cool. got it yesterday from. Um, yeah, had them in the guy. freezer here though. 
Oh, okay. Because yeah. my parents will freeze them and give them as Christmas presents. So like you oh, can't usually nice. get them in right. at Christmas time, and so then they give them on Christmas presents. Took three down yeah. in that break. I, I took. I literally walked out of here with the sleeve to get them out of temptation's reach, yep. and I didn't even make it back to the kitchen. Three down. Yeah, you came 16's in. Sixteen's a piece. Of you cake. came in. Mouth was full. I don't know what you were saying to Emily, and you just said, uh, "Well, that didn't go well." And. <laughs> Said, what well, was the damage? You said three. I'm like, yeah, but you just went over there, and no, I just they're stopped. small. And, and I'd like to also, I'd like to go back to my original position. I've mm-hmm. now flip flopped twice. I originally said I could take down a sleeve, no problem, and then I counted out 16 cookies. I'm like, I don't think I could do that. I could do it in a blink of an no eye. No problem. Blink of an eye. If there was a carton of That's cold milk around here, mm-hmm. I would go through a box, which is a double sleeve. Emily, do you ever have milk with cookies? Okay, so I will put milk in my coffee. I had milk in my cereal today, but I now have milk with Oreos occasionally. Yes, okay. I'm not anti-milk. Right. Okay. I'm just anti a glass of milk by itself. That's Sounds disgusting. A that's that's <laughs> Sounds a anti-milk. Yeah, I do not accept your platform as yeah. being anti-milk. You are <laughs> you are an anti-milk. Yeah, yeah, you're an anti-milker. She's against big milk. Which is what it is. I just think you have to be more specific with the with the situations you put your milk in. And I also like only certain types of milk. I like this like red packaging, the organic. Um, Milk, vitamin D milk, or whatever. And that's vitamin the best. D milk. Yeah, that's basically cream. Yeah, essentially, because it tastes good. <laughs> you have to yell. Sorry, at him. I just. I, sorry, yeah, I just to... blew every mic out. I'm he sorry, just, to everyone listening. He was just saying that milk. it was like cream. Just really thick, heavy. Never heard her yell at you. Heavy, heavy duty milk. Hey, so, sorry. You know, just, that was a soft I, spot. I, 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 <laughs> it's her version of stretching. Yes. <laughs> Don't ask me about milk, please. Vitamin D milk, my God. That's it like drinking good. a bucket okay, of guys. cream. Milk I'm not saying it doesn't taste choice. good. Why not why not just drink cream at that point? Well then the cream's too thick. <laughs> this is not as thick. <laughs> Bro, she's got it down. I, Don't but give but her low suggestions. Low milk is it. essentially You're water. Right. Why are you gonna drink it? Why just drink water? You're, first yes. of all, my fault. <laughs> That's on me. Exactly. It's 100% on me. When you drink a glass of milk, what kind of, are you doing non-fat? Um, it's 1%? funny. At, at my at my parents' house, they, they will swear by this, and it is what it is. Everybody's got different this, that. They, they have whole milk. That's what they have. They have Vitamin whole D, milk. whole milk. They the have Emily, milk. The Emily Hebel milk. Right, because um, it actually tastes like, <laughs> like milk. Like it's actually, it's, 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 it's milk. Uh-huh. I'll do low fat or I'll do non-fat or something right. like that. Right. Yes. And plus all the other almond milks, all that, that stuff all doesn't bother me. <laughs> I agree with I you. I agree too. I agree too. For the it's podcast fine. only. Yeah. Cut it. We should sit over here for the rest of the show. We should move to, I feel like she's getting a little, Taylor, you grew up on a, a not a dairy farm, but a farm. No. Did you have all varieties of milk? I don't like milk. It's made to fatten Even calves. Even as a kid? It fattens calves, so I don't want to drink that. I don't know. It's not. It's not that great. Yeah, because you don't drink a glass of milk. Drinking a glass of milk is crazy. But don't you have, if you're having I'm not Oreo yell at you cookies, about it, but, but if you have, just out of curiosity, if you're having Oreo cookies, typically right? Typically not. I don't. I typically don't have milk with but, cookies. But you said But if you I will, did have it, it, I would, it would be fine. So you would have a I glass of milk. I would dip it, milk. but I wouldn't drink it. Okay. I'm good. <laughs> Go Kershaw. Yeah. Go but. Kershaw. <laughs> Do you know how, like, uh, in a limo, they can close this? <laughs> I think partition. she would close yeah. on us right now. The, the little partition. She would, yeah, she yeah, would put just, the divider up. She'd have a curtain. I, I agree with you. Um, Clayton Kershaw, in an interview, said, when you have a regular season like we did, obviously our expectations were a lot higher. With that said, playoffs are pretty much a crapshoot sometimes. It's not always once you get in there, you're going to win just because you think you have the best team on paper. 
He went on to say about this most recent season, that one hurt. It hurt. No fun to lose. It was no fun to lose to the Padres. Hopefully, uh, all of us will spend a little time reflecting on what went wrong, what we need to do better, and how we can make this team get over the hump because obviously the talent's there. We have the pieces. It's just a matter of being a better team and how to do that. I've been thinking about it a lot, and hopefully guys have been thinking about it a lot. They're in such a weird spot because they've been – if not the best team, one of the best teams for the better part of 10 years. Mm-hmm. And they have a COVID season World Series to show for it. And I'm not, I don't say that to minimize it as less than. I'm saying it's different than a 162 game full boat playoff schedule, everything else. Fair. It's just different. Yep. I like that answer. That this, I, I'm tired of hearing it's a crapshoot. We know it is. But why do you never hit your point? Why, why Why? are you never hitting your numbers when the Nats do, when the Astros do, when uh, you know all of these other teams seem to find the Braves have done it? That yeah. Why do you always crap out when other teams cash in? Okay, It should, 10 times in a row, you would think it would hit at some point more than in a, a COVID season. That part, I'm tired of hearing. The part I do like is, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this and I hope everybody else does too. Because I think that's the it's powerful only, quote. It's the only thing, mm-hmm. Al, that I think this team can do. They're going to be really good again. Are they going to win 111 games? Almost certainly no. Right? Are they going to win 100? Maybe, but probably not. Not not as good as the Padres are and some other improvements other places. But they're going to win 90 plus. They're going to be in the playoffs. I'd be shocked if they weren't. Why don't we advance? That's the question. Andrew Friedman, Dave Roberts, Clayton Kershaw, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, all of these guys that have been there and Kershaw the most because he's been there the most. Yeah. Why not? And figure out what's missing and try to address it. I don't know what it is. I've been thinking about it as well. I don't know, but I like that they're stewing on it. I've been thinking about it a lot, and hopefully guys have been thinking about it a lot as well. <laughs> so you got pretty much everybody back. Only person you don't have back. Well, I mean, let, me, let me kind of rephrase this properly. Um, there's a lot of key pieces that are still part of this team. I know Trey Turner is with the Philadelphia Phillies. Justin Turner we talked about last week, and – Hey, could they have brought JT back? Um, And then we obviously already know Cody Bellinger is where he's at. Uh, Tyler Anderson, another one. But I I think for the most part, I named the three that I should have named. Nobody has a solution to this. Nobody has the answer to it. So this is not, this is the one thing that's unique about the Dodgers. In most sports, you can say, guys, we didn't win this year because we were missing this, right? And, And I think in baseball, or at least in the Dodgers position, I don't really, I could say guys didn't come through in the clutch, but But those same guys were coming through during the regular season. So can I really identify what exactly it was that the Dodgers didn't have? Um, What year is Kershaw now? In the league? Yeah. I'm going to have to look it up. My guess is like 14. Okay, I was going to say, it's probably 14, 15 or something like that. This guy also is at a stage of his career where this is it for him. Right, you, he's signing one-year deals every single year. The way he might take a loss in the postseason, in. this will be year sixteen. Okay, year sixteen. The way he takes a uh, a loss in the postseason might be different than the way Will Smith takes it. And I'm not telling you that Will Smith doesn't care as much. I'm telling you that Will Smith is just a lot younger than Clayton Kershaw. So I, I wonder if if him as kind of one of the leaders of this team. This could be, you just never know with Kershaw. Is it his final year? Has he got a couple more years left? But he approaches the game so much differently than some of these other guys. I think it's uh, I think it's the right quote from the right person. I'm excited about this because they they have such a different um, approach. 
they have such a different jumping off point. Whereas this isn't just let's put together the best possible team we can and let's just see what happens in the postseason. There's an immense amount of pressure to, on them to figure out why they can't win the World Series, to figure out why it goes wrong kind of the same way every single time, mm-hmm. which is their bats tend to disappear in the post. I know the pitching's better. Other teams get hits. You guys got really good pitching, too. They're finding a way to score runs. This is the challenge. Do you do it maybe some younger, newer, fresher to kind of the opposite of what you're suggesting? Kershaw, it's, hey, listen, the clock is ticking really loudly to me towards the end of my career. I have to cash this thing in, the pressure that comes along with that. Whereas you throw an Outman or a Bush or a Vargas Mm -hmm. or any of these guys like, Hey man, I don't even know what this is. Let's just let us go play. It's just another game, right? Mm. I wonder if having a little bit of additional life doesn't help them. And do you go have a manager that's screaming and yelling? Do you have somebody that's a little bit more steady as she goes, like Dave Roberts? Do you consider making a change there? But you're getting into that point where just saying, ah, you know, sometimes the best team doesn't win. I agree. But sometimes the best team does win and you don't. So why is why is that happening? Can I, can, and I know this is so unfair to ask as we're sitting here in the final day of January. Let's just say the Dodgers win 95 games this year mm-hmm. and are out again in the first round because there's a lot of other really good teams that are out there. There yeah. are, right? The oh, Atlanta sure. Braves, the Philly, just look at the NL, Padres. the Mets, the Padres. Go down the list. There's a lot of really good teams. And I know it's so far down the road, but if you... Okay, and that's a question I was going to ask because yeah. I, I think you do reach a point where you say to yourself, for the sake of just, we can't just keep doing the same exact thing and expecting a different result. That's it. That's exactly it. That I, I don't know what to do, so I'm going to do this. <laughs> that's what. And Andrew Friedman's not going to fire himself. You're not going to get rid of Mookie. You're not going to get rid of Freddie Freeman no. and Trey. You know. Uh, uh, Will Smith and the guys that are great. Dustin May is not going to be sent out for no. The manager takes the bullet in that situation. Try to bring in a different voice the, and see the what happens. The only way it doesn't happen, and I'm not saying it's one in a million, it's one in three, is if they look, look, he'll he'll take those slings and arrows. He'll be the guy that just says, it's my fault, it's my fault, even yep. though it's not, that he's willing to be the guy to take on that burden, then maybe you leave him out there. Because I, I don't know if anybody else is going to be dying to not make a ton of the decisions. Because I think we're on the same page. We both agree that Dave Roberts makes some decisions, but not all of them. He's yeah. he's not running that ship by himself. He's, he's collaborating, so to speak. And he's been there long enough to where, um, you know, it's fair for... If there was a different manager in there, would the result be any different? Or no, this is what you get, and Dave Roberts has actually been pulling only the strings Only one way to well. find out. Only one way to find out. <laughs> only one and, way to And find only out. one result will give you that conclusion is if the same result happens again this year. Factor Cap coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hey guys. So the thing is, like, big milk is actually real because we had those commercials for so long that were like the got milk commercials where everyone had the, like the white milk mustache. They're trying to get you to drink milk all the time. It's real. It's not just like I'm being crazy. Like, milk is, milk is uh, a lot. I would suggest you check Twitter before you say you're not crazy because <laughs> I am your, crazy. I'm not making your reaction contact. to milk was a topic <laughs> online. Uh, by the way, I don't think you should check Twitter for anything for <laughs> to find like a your, normal. Your reaction to that was disproportionate to the topic. <laughs> but if you imagine, so it's funny because in my in my own household as a, as uh, growing up, I I had like reactions, but that's all conversations with me and my sisters are all like getting weird out at weird subjects and stuff like that. So just. Uh, I don't know. It's just how I was raised. But so I watched recently this movie uh, again called The Best in Show. I know Taylor loves this movie. but The dog the, show movie? Yeah, the dog yeah. show movie. So Eugene Levy, uh, his character has literal, literally two left feet. And so he always wears two left shoes. So you would rather have two left shoes at all times. So you have to wear, always wear two left shoes than only be able to wear open-toed shoes. That means, like, when you go play basketball, when you go to a fancy dinner, you have yeah. to wear flip-flops, anything where you can show your toes. All right, Travis, factor cap. You'd rather have two left feet. I think I would rather wear open-toed shoes. So where does that come down on? And is that cap? That is cap. That's cap. Yeah, so cap for me. I... Have you? I mean, it's been a long time, but every once in a while, you put the shoe on the wrong foot. You're like, that feels terrible. Like, I, you can't take a single step with that. Even if I got to go to, you know, Morton's in flip flops, <laughs> I can I can muscle through it. It's California. People won't look at me twice. If I got to go get married in flip flops, it's California. It's going to be okay. If I'm walking around with two left shoes, people are going to think there's something wrong with me. All right, I'm I'm fact. <clears throat> Give me the two left shoes. I think there's times you just got to have, you, you need to cover everything up. There's certain moments. I know. I get toe. it. I get it. It's SoCal. I get the whole thing. But uh, it'd be incredibly weird walking into church with flip-flops. It'd be incredibly weird. I guarantee you there's a church you can come in and people flip-flops. People do no wear question flip-flops. About it. Yeah, no <laughs> question. And people, people are wearing... Probably su- not the Vatican. Sundays at 9 a.m. Mass. Jesus wore sandals, man. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Sunday, 9 a.m. Mass, they're wearing football jerseys for their squad that's about to play at 10. They're, they are. The rules have changed. They're doing it. Um, but I I need some times where I feel like it's appropriate. Uh, go play a game of basketball or something like that. Pickleball, maybe it doesn't matter. Pickleball, Running in flip-flops is basically impossible. It's it's yeah. backpedaling in flip-flops. Right, impossible to do it. Can't yeah. do it. Um, do you remember Benoit Benjamin? Yeah. Right? You know the story about him, right? He They went on a, I believe he was playing for the Clippers at the time. They went on a road trip to um, Seattle to play the Sonics, who were still in the league at the time. And he only brought left shoes. Like he brought a pair of shoes and they were both left foot or right, same side, yeah. whatever it was. And he had the biggest feet on the team. There were no other shoes for him to wear. So he didn't play. How is that not story <laughs> told once a week? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's an I, incredible story. I, I think I'm 90% sure that's true. I'm, there was a Benoit Benjamin. I love that. There's I'm a, 93%. Benoit Benjamin brought two of the same sided shoes to a game. I know that's I amazing. know that that's 100% true. That's amazing. Yeah. Taylor Cap, I don't not, I don't want those two left feet. I want to I mean, can I cut a hole in my my sneakers and just have my toes hanging out? Does that work? Oh, uh, yeah, as long as your toes yeah, are free. I'm going to do that. <laughs> Trim those nails. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to see the dogs. All right. So, um I had a a cousin reach out to me to see if she could use my HBO Max password. And it's it's a, it's a streaming service that I share with my friend. Me and her both trade off paying for it. So it's not totally mine. So I typically only let my immediate family members use it. So let's say I have my, my sisters can use it if they want to. My parents can use it if they want to. But once you extend outside of that, it gets to a bit, little bit of less leeway. So you only let your immediate family members have passwords for streaming services. Alan, Patrick Cap. All right, it's fact, but I also have not been asked by, you know, I, I don't have Berg coming up to me or Trav coming up to me and saying, hey, Al, uh, you know that AMC Plus? Trav might <laughs> that's soon. That's the one you on because I give you bad info. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I got. But if you did, I would give you the password as long as I'm not taking, like I can't be like, yeah, Trav, I'm going to get it to you and then call my nieces and say, hey, Disney Plus, it's gone. <laughs> I gave I, it to Trav. I'm giving it to Trav. <laughs> if I have the availability to do it, I will do it. I am hoping that you come back to me and say, Al, I don't know if you have this, but I have this. Can we barter here? Yeah, I'm so hoping that there's a little barter involved. I think that's it, right? You got to to get a little, you got to give a little. If, if you called me and said, hey, Trav, can you give me um, your HBO Max password, for instance? I would say, we got to call Jay Stu because I'm using his. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I yeah. don't actually know what the credentials are. Mm-hmm. I would have to, if I ever got logged out, I'm screwed. I couldn't get back in. I'd have to call Jay. Um, but it, what would I have? I have Netflix. I know you do too. But if I had Netflix, you want, I'd give it to you. Yeah, Emily, Emily texted me, I think it was like a week ago or something like that, for Pandora. And I said, no. <laughs> I said, no, you cannot have it. She wanted commercial free. She wanted right. commercial exactly. free. But also the thing with Netflix is like you can only have so many people watching at the same time so if you have too many people on your account it really bogs down you being able to watch it so there's things like that where like you don't really want to share it that much but like it, how HBO, many people can Hulu, have it is there a I, you number? can only have two people watching Netflix at the same time okay. so like I t- so my sisters and I have the same HBO account so I'll have to occasionally text my sister's group chat and be like someone get the F off the Netflix I want to watch this and yeah anyway so that's kind of They're our like, system oh. <laughs> no that's, that's, that's bring very, up milk? That's milk very difficult <laughs> Taylor oh uh, cap so my family I don't, I don't share anything with them but the only uh, services that I pay for are YouTube Premium sleep my, my man. man look at you and Apple Music and the rest I have uh, bootleg, it's like, yeah, bootleg. Just like ex-girlfriends, ex-roommates, all that stuff. I just still. They use don't it. know yeah. that he's logged in and it's already saved on his. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it, it, I didn't, I didn't even know there was like a maximum amount of people that can be on it at any I one didn't time. Know that either. Yeah, so apparently we're not either. You and I are not watching a lot of TV, or whoever we've given it to doesn't watch a yeah, lot of TV. You're probably right about that, <laughs> Bo- or both. I'm like at a 10:30 at night. That's <laughs> yeah. when I start watching. Yeah. I want a couple episodes of Seinfeld as I fall asleep. I'm turning it on. <laughs> That's it. So this is something that my parents kind of instilled in me and my sisters when we started learning how to drive, was that they wanted us to use the parking brake at all times. Like when you park your car, you pull your parking brake, and so it's just an extra step when you start your car, you have to undo the tar- parking brake or whatever. So, um, But I stopped kind of doing that uh, once I stopped having like living around in a hilly place. And so, But my sister still doesn't, and she lives in Orlando, Florida. Flattest which is, place on earth. Exactly. So she still puts on her parking brake in Orlando, Florida. So... You never use your parking brake. Taylor, Patrick Cap. 
cap. I do it all the time. I drive a stick shift, and it's just a good idea to do that. Uh, I know that one time I forgot to do it, and I think, I don't know if it was a prank. I was in college, and somebody moved my vehicle, so they moved it like <laughs> three parking spaces over. Either that or it rolled, but it was a flat hill, so I don't know what happened. But ever since then, I've, I've learned <laughs> to just, awesome. just use it all the time. <laughs> Travis? It's, I, I use it virtually every do time. Do all your cars... So the Silverado, yeah. if it's on an incline, will do it automatically. Okay. That when you put the car into park, yep. it will automatically apply the park. If you're on a heavy car. If you're on flat ground, it will not. Mm-hmm. But I just it's one of those things. I don't know if it's my dad who taught me to drive. Yeah. Muscle memory. You do it, it that's what it is. It's you get in the car, you put your seatbelt on and you go. You get out of the car, you take your seatbelt off, you pull the brake. That every single time. So I, I do not. I and I don't even really pay too much attention to it. Especially my mom's car. My mom's car. Um, it's the it's the foot one, right? So you just got to put it your left foot. You put it down. I I completely forgot. Like I I don't even. I, I guess I just don't do it. And muscle memory. Back in the days, I, I think I've joked around about it. That Nissan Frontier I used to have. <laughs> I pull that bad boy up. I'm like I, I don't know where this truck's going, even though it has no barely any horsepower. <laughs> but I used to pull that thing up. But I I don't do it now. So. Uh, Greg had the Girl Scout cookies, and did you guys ever do any like Boy Scout or baseball or basketball fundraisers where like you had to sell something like magazines, Christmas trees, I think wrapping basketball paper? We did. Yeah, basketball yeah. So you guys have had the situation. So, um, if there was a fundraiser when you were a kid, you did the selling, not your parents. Travis, fact or cap? Fact. No, that was one of those that were not. Not only, I don't want to say we won't help you, but we're not bailing you out. If you're supposed to sell ten. Act, you know, widgets, boxes of cookies, Christmas trees, whatever it is. Yeah. If you sell six, we're not buying the last four. <laughs> you, you're in this for yourself. You had to go do it. They might help you get organized a little bit, but it was on you to go get those things done. And and my mom or my dad, I should say, was staunchly opposed to. I'm not taking this order form into work. You're going to go mm. knock on people's doors in the neighborhood. <laughs> I am not doing this for you. You go do it. Fact two, and this had to do with a couple things. Number one, my parents barely spoke English, so they didn't know what was going on. Uh, so it was kind of, I had to do it. My dad, 100%, would not have been like, oh, let me uh, let me help out with this. Right. My mom, I think more, okay, how can I help you? But I was going to eventually do the knocking on the door and do the selling. Taylor? Uh, the only time I ever did this was in an FFA, actually. We sold grapefruits and Future oranges. Farmers of America, Slee. Yep, there you go. We sold grapefruits, oranges. I was not good at it. I think I sold two boxes, but my parents did not help me out. <laughs> Wait, why were you selling grapefruit and oranges in Iowa? I have no idea. Well, it's the winter time. It's hard to get those items. Oh, so you would get them from somewhere else? Yeah, and you get would, them from somewhere you, else. Okay, it's okay. like a black market thing. That well, I was thinking like if, if you grew everything. up in Florida, yeah. grapefruit and oranges make a ton of sense. But right. in Iowa, I'm we weren't picking them. Soybeans and corn. <laughs> Taylor, how, how did you say how old you were? How old were you? Probably fifteen. And they were just every house. They'd say no. It sounds like a like a good sale. Like somebody knocks on my door and they got citrus, they got fruit. Okay, I'm I'm in for that. I wasn't very diligent. I got to be honest. I don't know if there's ever been a kid that's knocked on my door mm-hmm. that I haven't bought something. Yeah, I'm with you. I I I don't I, they, I look, I am not going to say no, that doesn't help your salesman skills. I, I, five of those 15. So. But I'm I'm not saying that I'm going to buy $100 worth of things, but if you knock on my door with Girl Scout cookies, I can't say no. I'm buying a couple of boxes even if someone had come by 10 minutes early. I'm going to buy two more boxes from you too. All of those. You have to say yes cuz you had mm-hmm. we all had to go do it. It's I like poked the through the society. I poked through and I'm like no one's home. 
<laughs> now get out of here. The people that want to put a yard sign. Hey, uh, I'm here on behalf of candidate. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. Mind if I put a? Uh, and I'll, I'll do the thing. You know what? You got my. That's my guy. Mind if I put a yard sign? Keep it moving, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it moving. So Not a chance. When I sold Girl Scout cookies, put a flag on your car. <laughs> My big day would always be, so like my parents, you know, they, they, they wanted me to sell the cookies my, cookies myself, but they would kind of set up the like contacts or whatever. But my big sale day was always Super Bowl Sunday. So we would go to these big Super Bowl parties with like tons of people. Oh, you And were I just... would walk around and then they also wanted me to really sell them on each cookie. And so I'd go around and I'd sell tons of cookies and idea. I always sold the most of my troop. At halftime, she has a presentation. Guys, <laughs> thank you all for being here. I greatly appreciate it. Um, Want to walk through a couple of uh, slides here. She's <laughs> handing out pamphlets. So I, I'm sure here's you've all seen Here's the tree foils. Here's the samosas. The, everybody's seen this picture. The Girl Scout that sets up outside of the dispensary. I mean, it, it, it's a license to print money. Right, like especially if you, not the pre-orders, like when you have the inventory, yeah. Just everybody that comes yeah, out there, I'll genius. take, I'll take two boxes. Grocery store too. Grocery store. I'm, I'm, I'm. They, they, they don't. They don't get me there. Okay, grocery store. They don't get me. There. They'll get you. I think there was a point where they're right next to the entrance. Oh sure. And then uh, I don't know if a law was passed. Now they have to be like on the curb. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Something happened. But they get me every time. Like if they start waving, those? they start waving. Hey, how you doing? I'm like, I, right, I, I can I can walk past that. I cannot walk past the kid. I'm like, excuse me, I'm uh, selling uh, cookies for uh, Girl Scouts. Would you mind? Uh, yep, I'll take four boxes. Here you go. Here's the money. Give me my cookies. <laughs> Keep it moving. Pay attention, people <laughs> of Los Angeles. Yeah, you know, if you can find me, I will buy a box of Girl Scout cookies from you. That's a. I, I promise. I That's will a do rule. That. that is a rule. That is a rule for sure. Um, Nick Saban. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Had some funny NIL stories that are amusing and also, I think, going to change the way the college football players get distributed. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So Nick Saban is hilarious without even trying to be hilarious. Do you, do you think he's funny? I think he's funny sometimes on purpose, but oftentimes just because he's such a grump. He's got a, a dry humor that I think is underrated. He's Oscar the Grouch. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a dry humor that's underrated. But I also take him very seriously after they win a national championship, and he's like, you know, we just gotta we gotta get back in the weight room, and we still got out. I'm like, well, it, Nick, they haven't even presented you the trophy it. yet. Well, that was the thing that he. I remember reading a story about him that he was frustrated that he had to attend the national championship parade yeah. because it was going to take away from recruiting. You got, yeah, you, we have. Guys, we got we got a job to do here. I, I don't know, but I would think that's a pretty good recruiting pitch. Guys, I'd love to come to see you practice today. Got to do the national championship parade. I'll catch you tomorrow. You want to watch on TV? Yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll give you a wave when I win. When I give you a thumbs up, that's for you there, uh, Timmy. You know. By the way, how how insane? How insane that like his mind is structured to where, guys, I don't. What we accomplished eighteen minutes ago is over. Two, two other Nick Saban stories. He orders the same thing for lunch every day so he doesn't have to think of waste, wasting time to think about what he wants for lunch. It's the same thing every single day. Decision fatigue. It's Be- why Steve Jobs was the same thing. <laughs> I believe it's like a ham and cheese. But think about it. Did you see Ow. him just having a calzone at lunch? 
just think about this. What do you want for lunch? I don't know. I'll take a sandwich. What do you want? I don't know. Tacos sound good today. It takes a quarter of a second. It's not like you go, well, I don't know. Let's get a committee together and let's spend an hour coming up where to go for lunch. He thinks if he goes through the menu, lost a recruit. <laughs> Crew is gone. He also has a button on his desk that closes the door because he didn't want to get up and go and close the door each time someone would come in. Saves him an extra eight seconds a day. Do you ever have the where when I was in SD, I've told you, I think before, John Lynch, right? John yeah. Lynch used to own that station down sure. there. And he used to have one of those, but it was a foot pedal, right? It was like a foot thing. So I don't know if I, he didn't make a movement for me to see that you the can door see is his shutting hands by, and it's right? So I would walk in, and then all of a sudden you just hear the door shut. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> Something went wrong. Maybe he wanted to save the two seconds of getting up. Maybe he's up from the Nick Saban coaching tree. Um, he was at a uh, fundraiser, and he was talking about NIL. And he said that someone representing one of the best high school cornerbacks in the country wanted $800,000 to sign with Alabama, which you can do now, right? Before, you used to have to run it through your uncle. <laughs> and now it's just like, uh, here's the asking price. Hit me up, right? He said, no. Here's my routing number. <laughs> right. And here's my bank account. Makes a lot more sense than running it through the uncle, mm-hmm. right? Because the money's been going to these guys all along. Mm-hmm. It's just we are giving them a routing Take out the middleman. Right. Uh, identity of the recruit not disclosed, but the number one cornerback recruit in the country ended up with Colorado. We've had stories about mm. Coach Prime getting a lot of really good players even before he went to Colorado, and he's flush with NIL funds, apparently. Going to the next guy, uh, this is Nick Saban, quote, we lost 10 players and one starter to the Porter, one starter to the portal this year. One of them wanted five hundred grand, and for us to get his girlfriend in the law school at Alabama and to pay for it, I showed him the door. Um, they only lost one starter. Starter that young man is now in Miami, yep. playing for the Hurricanes, and the Hurricanes pass out money to ev- like they're giving guys on the golf team money. They're giving guys on the diving team money. They're they're paying everybody. I, I personally think that. They decided as a couple that that law school in Miami was, better. was the right place to be. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe it's a more prestigious they law degree. They sat down together and said, honey, what do you think? I love this. I like that the players have very specific demands. By the way, saying, get my girlfriend in law school. And by the way, why don't you absorb that? What? All they can do is say no, and mm-hmm. somebody might say yes. But you see how these guys, like Nick Saban, for a very long time, Take the top 100 players in America, and Nick Saban says, I want these 15 of them. He's getting those 15 because I'm going to coach you up. Yep. We're going to win a bunch of games. Mm -hmm. And if you're good enough, you're going to go to the NFL. And I'm going to get you ready to go to the NFL. My guys not only go, they're really, really good. It's a great sales pitch. Now, with I want law school and 800 grand, it's a little bit different. And now instead of that kid going to Alabama because they got the thing cranked up and going, maybe SC comes in and says, we got a law school or we'll give you 800 grand or we'll give you a film school. Whatever it is you want, we got it. Come over here. It oddly levels the playing field mm. for the guys with the money. Okay, if so you're at San Jose State, not so much. But for those 25 schools, it's oddly even now all of a sudden. So there's a couple ways to kind of think about this. Because initially when I hear a story like that, I would say, man, that doesn't feel right. What do you mean you're going to Alabama and you're telling them, hey, this is the only way that I'm going to go here. I need 800 grand. I need 500 grand. I need my girl to go to law school, whatever the ask is, right? In a, in a weird way, it kind of feels dirty. Okay, but let me let it sink in here for a quick second. Sure. Wait a minute. What's the difference? You're over the age of 18 
and I decide that I want to go work for Google. And um, just, Apple's also interested. I was just going to say, literally, Apple's also interested. <laughs> and Apple's offering you X amount of dollars. And you go to Google and say, listen, this is what Apple is offering me. Um, you're going to have to do X amount, and then I'm going to come accept a job for you. Why is that any different than what's happening in college football? Because the Alabama that you're talking about is the same Alabama that I think of on a Saturday that has 80,000 people sold out in an SEC game that has the SEC rights that I don't know what the numbers are, but let's just say they're very, very lucrative. It it just took, took a second for everyone to catch up and not even catch up. It took a second for those to say, this is how college students can make money it sounds dirty in the beginning, but then you think about it and you're like, no, that's not dirty at all. It's not the least bit dirty. It's always been going on. And before when it, air quote, was dirty, it was dirty because somebody just decided it was. Not that it was actually because harming they just, anybody. They, they didn't, didn't want to, want to profit. It. They didn't want to give them money because they were making I'd all the profits. I'd rather keep the 800 grand for myself. Yes. <laughs> that, that, that's what it is. The market has determined that this is what my services are worth. You can either pay it or I'm going to go over there. And that's that's how it's supposed to be. It's, it is weird, but I don't – you're right. It's it's a really weird – I don't like that players bounce around from school to school. I don't – but I'm also – there's no other alternative. It's the it's the only fair way to do it. Coaches move around. Why can't the players move around? Mm-hmm. Coaches are making $10, $12 million a year. Why can't the players get a little taste of that? Coliseum has 90,000 people in it there to see Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. He gets to go to English for free? It's no, pay me the, here's a water company, here's a car company, here's this. Yeah, you, what do you got? By the it, way. It's a perfectly fair transaction. Here's Caleb Williams, and then here's all the official sponsors, and then here's what all the, go go to the concessions, go to the park and this. They're all making money, hands over their fists. They don't even know what to do with it. Well, here's something to do with it. You got to pay these athletes. And if Colorado all of a sudden has 10 five-star players, hmm. and Colorado goes from the punching bag of all of college football to they're in it, it is going to be the wild, wild west about what these guys are getting in good. It'll, it'll The market will find its value. They'll decide who to pay, who not to pay. But in the beginning, it's going to be all hands on do, deck. Do you like – you, so that, that's actually the question I was going to, Do you like where this is going? Do you like where it's heading? It's an inevitable conclusion to what it is. Okay, let, it's going to be messy and ugly at the beginning, which is where we are right now, but yeah. it'll get squared away. Yeah, I, I think I, I get more and more comfortable with it every day. Like, okay, hey, no, I, I – I, this sounds even if it's not perfect, it's more fair to me than these than the NCAA cashing in like they have been for as long as they have. And the other part too that always drives me crazy is like, well, I had to work when I was in college. I I get it. I I and I am I respect that you went to school and had a job at the same time. No one was coming to watch you get your history degree. No, <laughs> there weren't ninety thousand people lined up on a Saturday afternoon. No. to watch you go to English. There are. There are millions of people watching these games on TV and Ford and Chevy and Budweiser and all these. And if they weren't, then those NIL dollars wouldn't be there. Yeah, They go away. It's capitalism, but they're there. You're also not putting your body in line to go to English class, too. Same way. That, too. So it's like... their, their future earnings can be affected by... Yeah, but what about when you're hungover? You're, you're going to tell <laughs> right, me you're not putting your body on the line? It's when you get Taco Bell and you just knock it back. It's the, it's the, it's the give, it's the yang, it's the yang. It's what you got to do. Uh, LeBron James, or I should say, Russell Westbrook yep. joined a very, very exclusive club and he's looking up at a guy that's not even supposed to be there and he's way ahead of him. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN.